All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the No Kickers, No Problem Fantasy League podcast. I am your co-commissioner, Chip, and I'm joined today by your other co-commissioner, Patrick. What's up, Patrick? Oh, uh, not much. Everything's all right. I won this week, so I'm pretty happy. That's good. That's good. We're not tilting about anything in any other leagues or anything like that? Uh, well, I did lose Javante Williams in another league. Uh, mm. yeah, I hate to see it. This is mm. that's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. And just as he was starting to get the the load of the work, too, in that game. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, Gordon would fumble. He'd fumble that ball, and then you didn't see him again. Yep, yep. My wa- and now you're not going to see Javante. No, speaking of tilting, my wife was tilting on that one in our league. Whew. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, we're going to recap the week four, and hopefully we'll have time enough to get out a week preview for next week before Thursday Night Football. Uh, but let's dive right into it. Let's look at the Kev Dingo versus Matt Osman matchup. All right. So Matt wins this matchup, improves to what is that? He's three and one. Yeah, three and one. Yeah. And Kevin uh drops to one or two and two. And that's that's impressive from Matt, uh seeing as how he uh auto drafted a lot of his people, don't you think? Yeah, a lot of his QBs auto drafted. He he pulled off some decent trades to uh get some uh, QBs off his board and get some better players in there. Um, And he was able to do this despite a bad performance from Josh Palmer, Evan Ingram, and then a goose from DJ Dallas. That is true. What really sunk Kev was uh, Tony Pollard with only six yards, 1.8 points. Yikes. And Rashad Bateman too in a game against Buffalo, where you think that the game, like the top's just going to get blown off in this game. I thought Rashad Bateman would be a smash play this week, but three for seventeen for the the big, you know, downfield threat. I thought uh, the entire Baltimore, um, at least passing offense, and then all of Buffalo's passing offense was going to be an absolute smash play for this week. But there was mm-hmm. one player who was a smash, which we'll get to later. We will get to that. We will. Uh, Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things, 30 points. Uh, you love to see it. DJ Dallas, like Patrick said, the goose. Devontae Adams, who I traded for in another one of my leagues this week. Uh, tried, I traded Mike Evans for Devontae Adams, which right now doesn't feel great. But Devontae Adams, I think, will probably be a little more consistent moving forward. But anyhow, um, Tony Pollard, yeah, really sinks Kevin there. That's not what you want to see. Uh, especially from a game where they're up, you know, and you think they're going to probably rely on the run a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, game especially. script. Yeah. I think if, I think if DeAndre Swift plays this game um, and Jamal Williams gets, you know, half of that workload, I think this is a different uh, story, but unfortunately not the case. Nope. But moving forward, we've got Burrow got cake <sighs> drops. Another one. Burrow got cake. Got to, you know, he's got to make some trades, got to make some, Something happened because he falls to one and three on a two loss little skid there. And Drew, Henry Towns, improves to two and two. So good win for Drew. What do you see about this matchup, Patrick? Uh, what I see about this matchup is 
obviously there's the error. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it an error. Quarterback two was supposed to be great, but again, mm-hmm. I might have been a little cautious of him coming off that, uh, you know, injury, the uh, yeah. concussion. The now we know concussion he sustained against the Bills, uh, because had Burrow got cake started, Kyler, uh, he would have been right in the. <laughs> That is true. That is true. You hate to see it. You truly do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Darren Waller also in a game uh, against Denver. Yeah, that um, was unfortunate. 5.4 points. You don't want to see that. you know. And, and Waller here is kind of up – not Darren Waller. Waller, the manager, is kind of up against it here because David Montgomery not playing this week. I think if David Montgomery played, you know, it might have helped out too, but – uh, Alan Lazard had a good game, so you love to see that. Six for 116. That's a good sign for him moving forward. At that least. is and then, a good sign that he could be the potential uh, wide receiver one. It Probably mm-hmm. more of a 1A, 1B in Green Bay once Romeo Dobbs gets going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it looks like Drew didn't realize that DJ Chark would not be playing. Um, he didn't play, right? No, G- DJ Chark did not play. That's how TJ Hawkinson and Jamal Williams got. Oh everything. yes, I had Hawkinson in one of my le- or two of my leagues. So, uh, yep, uh, love to see that. And I, I started Tua in my other in my work league. Uh, so started out that week not great, but then I had Hawkinson and uh, McCaffrey and them go off. So it ended up all right. Um, but yeah, congrats, Drew. Good win, Derrick Henry. First 100-yard game, I believe. You love mm-hmm. to see it. You love to see it. That's what we're looking for. Three touchdowns in three games moving forward for Derrick Henry. So I think it's safe to say he's back as the focal point. Yes, he is. And uh, one other note that I'd like to put out here, this could have been even bigger. Had he put in Jared Goff? Jared I mean, Garf. He, the, the number four quarterback right now <laughs> in fantasy, according to our scoring standards. I know, I know. You should have known that Jared Goff would uh would go crazy. Well, that's why <laughs> I put in Gino in that game because I knew okay, this is going to be a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. I just figured it would. That's what Detroit mm-hmm. has done. They're fun to watch, but gosh, you know they keep losing. It's it's, it's the offense is fun to watch. There, Detroit is the perfect fantasy situation that you want right now because they have a competent offense and a completely. 32nd ranked incompetent defense. So yep. fantasy, fantasy points all around. That's what you want to see. Yes. Moving forward, we've got Andrea. She ekes out the win against ETN Booty. I love that name. <laughs> love you, Spinny. Uh, one in three. Spinny falls on a three-loss skid. Got to make something happen, bud. Uh, Andrea improves to three and one, but it was not pretty. 89 to 101. So, I, I, you know, if I'm Andrea, I probably stop trying to fit Albert O, who is a square-shaped uh, puzzle piece, into a circle hole. I wouldn't even call uh, Denver's offense a uh, that, complica- that less complicated of a shape. I would call them like <laughs> a... like like an ampersand or something like that. Something really (laughs) stupid. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. On paper, this team should be, you know, firing on all cylinders. I can tell you 
uh, from a perspective lesson, and I'll compare these two players here. Um, Cooper Cup, I mean, was phenomenal for us. Cooper Cup Again. always is phenomenal, even though he didn't get a touchdown. 14 catches for 122. Mm. Saved her last night, and she um, may be changing the team name because of that. But George <laughs> Kittle kind of sank Spinney. Mm -hmm. 4.4 points. Mm -hmm. I mean, ETN, in a game that Jacksonville is trailing for a lot of this game, and you think that he's the, you know, he's the third down pass catching guy that they're going to look to, Mm 3.2 points. No receptions for ETN, which is kind of crazy. And then on the other side, in a game against Baltimore, Gabe Davis, 1 for 13. Just it, it doesn't make any sense to me that in a game against Baltimore like that, that he has three targets. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I I kind of blame the weather for the most part. It That's was fair. kind of bad. It was bad weather. Same with Jalen Hurts. That was his lowest performance of the season. So I blame mm-hmm. the weather on that one. That's fair. Yeah, Marquise Brown. He's been excellent. He's the wide receiver seven so far. Uh, he's been great. James Conner been a major disappointment, however at the RB 28 right now, the whole, you know, offense in Arizona has just been ugly. They can't, they had like a bunch of hype and then kind of came to nothing, honestly. But here's your post hype for you is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes. He has been excellent. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Just, he's just been, he's just been steady. He averages 18 points. But he's been steady, 22 points, 15 points, 14 points, 22 points. And yeah. I think that, you know, those aren't crazy totals. But I think it also goes to say something about the, like, the weakness that running backs are this year. I think that if you went running back heavy in this draft, especially up front, you are really upset. Uh, yep. For the most part. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that later. <laughs> yes, yes. And I am amongst those as well. All right. Moving forward, we've got a high-flying matchup where David barely, barely, or yeah, ekes it out over Shaw. Uh, Brady has scores 31 points. Mike Evans scores 30 points. Rarely do you have the Brady-Evans stack where there are at least two touchdowns between them and you don't win the week. And having Josh Jacobs score 34 points. It's incredible to think that Shaw lost this matchup, but the other side of the ball was equally as impressive. Man, that's that's crazy. You break that down for me, Patrick. Yeah, so um, David's matchup, you had a uh, you had a perfect game script, really, for Miles Sanders to have a career day in Philly. A.J. Brown, uh, you wouldn't think, but he still ate uh, five catches for 95 yards. Uh Travis Kelsey, Rashad Penny, actually, really is probably what saved uh, David in this one. Mm-hmm. 28.7 points we got him. 151 yards and two touchdowns against Detroit. Again, that perfect fantasy matchup to go up against Detroit's defense. Mm-hmm. Play running backs against Detroit. I don't care if you got the third string running backs. <laughs> you, they <laughs> Play might against do Detroit. All- <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but you know what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next week? Rashad Penny's going to he's going to tear his ACL, and yeah, I hate to say 
I hate to say it, but he's it's going to happen. He's going to go down, and Kenneth Walker will be excellent. Speaking of players going down, Cordero Patterson is mm. out. He's on IR, and Shaw had Cordero Patterson, who had been doing a lot better than 9.8 points. Mm. Or, well, I take that back. So he had 22 points first week, six or seven points week two, and then 22.3 points last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would have expected yeah. more out of him. Yeah, it's true. But a career day for Josh Jacobs, that's 144 yards, two touchdowns, surpasses his previous record, I believe, by several points in yep. fantasy. So good for him. Jamar Chase, underwhelming, four for 81. Not a bad fantasy day, but not what you're hoping for if you drafted Jamar Chase in the first or the early second. Um, finally, let's let's move on to the fifth matchup. We've got Nick. And this matchup, man, this one was crazy. Not the highest scoring matchup, but I'm bad at math. But this is what? Eight-tenths of a point difference? Yeah. That's crazy. A stack correction so, could easily have swung it the other direction. But it did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the one of the reasons that this was close... The only the only reason this was close was because of Javante Williams going down and Mark Andrews only putting up 3.5 fantasy points against the Bills. Who would have thought that? Again, that entire game just turned into a very weird matchup. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to blame the weather. <laughs> we have to blame the weather. We have to. Those of us who have stock in, you know, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson – that kind of yeah. thing. Yep. Dalvin Cook, this is how, how are your how's your temperature on Dalvin Cook right now? Okay. Here's his here's his fantasy points. Okay. Weekly. Okay. Week one, 13.8 points. Week two, 7.6 points. Week three against Detroit, 13.6 fantasy points. Week four, 10.6 fantasy points. And in all but one, he is having 17 or more opportunities. Uh yeah, I don't uh I'm not high on his fantasy points. He goes up against Chicago this week, which is going to be that should be a decent matchup for him, I think, provided that well, no, it's in Minnesota, so it should be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying if I I might consider trading for him, kind of like, you know, selling low, like buying low on him. Mm-hmm. But Right now, there are other buy low candidates out there I'd rather have. Yeah. You can even buy low on Jonathan Taylor right now. Are you shopping currently? No, no, I'm not shopping yet. Confirmed. Patrick is shopping Jonathan Taylor. Send them your trade offers. Not um, shopping Jonathan but, Taylor. <laughs> but uh, congrats to Nick, who improves. He's the final remaining undefeated team. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts without Jonathan or without uh, Javante Williams and with, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, possibly with Michael Carter seeing a very much reduced role mm-hmm. in this uh, in this game, which I can't say I'm upset about because I've got the other half of that offense, but I'll talk about that in a second. Yep. Um, but decent game from Matt Ryan. It looked really ugly on the field. 
but he got it done. Two touchdowns, 356 yards. Anyone can pass on the Titans. Or my cat could pass on the Titans. So um, good for him. Good for him. He can still sling it. Uh, second to last matchup, Rob loses to Patricia, a.k.a. Patrick. What do you think was the difference maker here, Patrick? Geno Smith. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Again, going up against Detroit's defense, I really uh, – one thing I'll talk about is I also really need Jonathan Taylor to step it up. Um, another difference mm-hmm. maker that I will point out is uh, Damian Pierce is finally getting the uh, fantasy attention that we so mm-hmm. crave from him uh, in August. You know, we were hoping was going to happen in August. He's great. He is such an angry runner. I love watching him run. Mm-hmm. He's he kind of reminds me of like Eddie George type of uh, type of tailback there. But yeah, he's he's a beast. I love seeing that. And then Hayden Hurst sneaking into the end zone. Like to see yep. that. Yep. Yep. Um, Michael Pittman. Talk? Oh, sorry. Michael Pittman, six point one points here. Okay, he started off hot this year. But since then, he has gotten progressively rough. Do you think that's injury that's saddling him, or do you think that he's just getting too much attention? I think he's getting a lot of attention, uh, just as that, and nothing else is working for him. So if Jonathan Taylor can't work for the Colts, then they're not going to be able to take the top off the defense with uh, Pittman because they, I mean, they can. Jonathan Taylor can't do it. They just it won't work. It's a well-oiled machine. Yep. And everything kind of in the pits, which speaking of the pits, let's talk about the real pits here. All right. Kyle Pitts. I reached for him in the third round of a different league and it hurts, but what are you going to do? Bench him? Maybe it depends on who else you have as a, an option at tight end. Yeah. I mean, 3.9 points, 3.9 points, 13.7 points, 3.5 points it, in a game that they won. Yeah. They, he, he was one for 25 in a game they won, and that's what makes it worse. One thing of concern here for Rob as well is uh, Najee Harris. I'm not super mm-hmm. high on his value right now. And, and this mm-hmm. was a game in which Kenny Pickett came in now – it might improve uh, mm-hmm. later on, but that's something to be of concern. This is definitely a crossroads, and you just have to decide if you are the Najee uh, manager. You have to decide if you are in or you're out because it could go two ways. It could go Kenny Pickett is a rookie and he makes a lot of mistakes, and this offense is stagnant and it's not great. I mean, Kenny Pickett rushed two touchdowns in, vulturing those goal line touches from Najee, which you don't like to see. Right. But but also, there's the there's the fact that you know Najee is one of the more capable pass catching backs, and a quarterback who has who had the highest you know time holding the ball in college football, like every single team in college football, he held the ball the longest. Okay, so then there's the possibility of you know mm-hmm. Najee Harris becoming a check down Charlie kind of player here, and just getting those easy dink and dunks like uh, which he wants for Ben Rob- Ben Rogers. Yeah, Ben Ben Roethlisberger is what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's hope. I am not hopeful, but I, I do see a, I do see a path. Yeah, 
I'm not hopeful either. Uh, the only person I'd be hopeful for in that scenario is George Pickens because he is that kind of receiver who's just going to go. True. Yeah. I'd be hopeful for True. him. Just throw the ball at him. He'll catch it. I'm He'll not hopeful. It. I am not as hopeful right now for another person I was high on this year, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to think of Cortland Sutton because here's his targets. 7, 11, 10, 7. He got into the end zone for his first touchdown this year, which is great. On his second lowest like reception count. But he's been fairly consistent. He hasn't been what you wanted or hoped, but he, he hasn't eclipsed 20, yard, 20 points yet in PBR. Oh, none of Denver's offense. offense has been what you would hope. It's true. It's true. Um, but congratulations, Patrick. You got out with the dub. Um, get better, Jonathan Taylor. Or don't, uh, as a Titans fan and as an opposing fantasy manager. <laughs> um, take your time. That's all I'm saying. But finally, I'll wrap it up with my uh, narrow victory over Nate. Um, <laughs> narrow. <laughs> Nate was in. Nate was in the running for a little bit. Um, Would have been closer if he had played Dobbins. And Russ, but uh, I don't know that that would have saved you from TJ Hockules, the Hawkstrap himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, 39.9 points. And I almost played Tyler Conklin in this matchup because of how bad that, you know, Hawkinson has been. But then I realized that almost all the pass catchers were not here uh, for this game. So love yep. to see that. Um, Eckler, finally. Showing me something. Debo, love to see it. Brandon Cooks. Everyone was pretty much solid um, for me, except for Matt Stafford. So. He's the only not one who's bad. not solid for you. But I, they, play, they have a really tough schedule, the Rams, and especially at the beginning of this year. San Francisco's defense is good. So I wouldn't worry too much about that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I gave All you right, Jeff well, Wilson, so there you go, too. Yes, th- I appreciate that. I appreciate that from you. And you got Kirk Cousins, so well, I need hope to you enjoy Kirk him. Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to get a preview for you out to you uh, before Thursday. Any closing thoughts, Patrick? Um. Well, uh, what is this? The quarter mark. This is almost the uh, quarter mark of the fantasy season. So, yeah. Um, Again, you can be 0-4 or 1-3 and and still come back. I've done it before. I can make the playoffs from those positions. But you got to be aggressive right now on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just end in a league. Spend your five dollars You just got to be smart. Yep. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it. We will catch you guys in the next one, all right? All right. Peace.